Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I am your host, Martinez Billingsley. It's Sunday evening. It's cold outside. And we have a new president-elect, Donald Trump. Campaigning is over. All that stuff is over. We made it through it. Many people (laughs) don't like the results. Some people love the results. As I've been telling you all, don't be for any party. Be for God. Not the Democratic Party, not the Republican Party, liberal, none of that. Be for God. Now, what I want to talk about today is not necessarily the election. I want to continue uh, part two on how to hear the voice of God. But I want to focus in on this election for a little bit just to give you my thoughts on it. My thought is, is that if you are for God and have always been for God and you were never for a political party, the decision that the Electoral College made to elect Donald Trump as president shouldn't bother you. Shouldn't bother you whatsoever. That means you shouldn't be one of the ones that are, that's out there protesting. You shouldn't be out here. You shouldn't be one of the ones that's out here slandering uh, his name or whoever's name. You should be one of the ones in Psalms 91 <clears throat> that talks about um, in Psalms 91 and verse 2 where it says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him, in him will I trust. I'll read that again. Psalms 91 verse 2. You should actually read this entire chapter of Psalms, okay? But verse 2, it says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. So that means your trust through this entire campaign, if you're a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ, your entire focus, this entire campaign, your entire trust should have only been in God. That's it. So he's telling us that in him will we trust. So in God, we will trust. We're going to pray for president. Well, I can't say I can't speak for everybody. I'm going to speak for myself, but I'm going to encourage you to pray for president elect Donald Trump. Pray for his family. Pray for his entire administration. Because the decisions that he makes will affect us. So it makes no difference what side you're on. You should be for everybody. He's already stated that he's a president that's going to be for everybody. Now, if he says that he's going to be for everybody... Why are you saying that he's not going to be for everybody? And you may say, well, he's lying. Well, time will tell. But my issue is, is that if President, if, I'm sorry, Senator Hillary Clinton would have been elected, people act like that that would have been America's answer. And it could have been God's way of saying, no, 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 we're gonna, I'm gonna let Trump in office. 
because God doesn't need any of us placing our faith in another human being. You understand what I'm saying? Everything that she says, you can't say that she was going to follow through with it. Only time will tell. So, I'm going to end this. I'm just going to say, give President-elect Trump an opportunity to prove himself. And I personally believe, with the help of the Lord, he's going to do an outstanding job. Can't, can't put, I'm not a betting man, can't tell you that he's going to. I'm praying that he's going to be. He's going to do an outstanding job. That's my prayer, and that should be your prayer too. Now, with that being said, hearing the voice of God, because if we know how to hear God's voice, then you would have heard God saying, be for me, don't be for a candidate, be for me. So we want to focus on how to hear the voice of God. Last week, we went over a couple of scriptures. You know, we read about, uh, read in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 3, about Samuel and Eli and God was calling uh, Eli, but Eli couldn't recognize God's voice. And remember we went over that in a, in a crowded room. There was a crowded room of people, of parents rather, and your parent called your name out of this group of parents, say a hundred parents are there. I believe that you will recognize your parents' voice out of anyone else's voice. No matter how many people are in there, you'll recognize your mom or your dad's voice. And the reason why is because you spent time with them. Over a period of time, you spent time with them, you understood their voice, you know, you know, when their voice got turned to a certain level, they wasn't playing. You know, you learned all these different things about them because you spent time with them. And it's the same with God. So I want us to key in and to really understand and take into consideration how important it is to know how to hear God's voice. So let's continue on with that what we dealt with last week. So in John chapter 10, verse 27, it says, this is the English Standard Version. Uh, it says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Jeremiah 33, verse 3 says, call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. John 8 verse 43 says, whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. So one of the main ways you hear from God <laughs> clearly is that you want to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Now, God is speaking. He speaks to the sinner. We were all sinner, sinners saved by grace. We were sinners saved by grace. So we all were sinners at some point in time of our life. So when God speaks to the sinner, he's speaking to them about salvation. He's speaking to them about getting your life together. He's speaking to them about surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. God is after the unsaved. He was after me. And look what happened. He got me. I surrendered my life. He was after you. You are listening to this podcast. If you're a believer, you surrender your life to him. The Bible says that it's not his will that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. So it's not God's. God is not on a day by day campaign to send people to hell. God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. 
That's the thing. So he's not in a hurry to send you that. Number one, you make a decision to go there by rejecting Jesus Christ. He's all about giving you grace, allowing his mercy to prevail because he wants you. God is calling for you. I'm looking at, I'm, I watch a lot of different interviews and the media and I'm noticing a lot of different celebrities, a lot of rappers are really talking about the Lord now because they understand that time is about to come to a close. We are in the end of the end. You know, and if it takes President-elect Donald Trump getting elected for you to get your life together, then praise the Lord. <laughs> Maybe that's all it took. I'm glad he's in there because I'm more concerned about your soul than President-elect Donald Trump being elected into office. So, Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21, it says, And your ears shall hear a word behind you, saying, This is the way. Walk in it. When you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. John 16, verse 13 says, When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Notice, when the Spirit of truth comes, who's the Spirit of truth? He's talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here now. Once Jesus ascended, the Holy Spirit descended. He gave us the Holy Ghost. And, and this is in verse John chapter 16, verse 13. He's telling you why. He's saying when the Spirit of truth comes, and he's already here, so he doesn't have to come, he's here. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. All truth. So truth about any situation, the Bible tells me in John 16 that the Spirit of God is going to guide me into that truth. So if you want to know the truth about an individual, if you want to know the truth about a job, if you want to know the truth about a political situation, if you want to know the truth about a, anything, the Bible says that the Spirit of truth will guide you into it. It says, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. So God is saying that he will even show us things to come. So it's not a spooky thing if God shows you something before it happens. Because according to this scripture, he says that he will. And in this day and age, we should be seeking God and asking the Lord, say, Lord, show, show us, you know, show me some things to come. And as he wills, he'll, he'll show you only so much. You know, he can't, you can't tell him, yo, show me what's going to happen tomorrow night. Like, it's going to be as he wills. You know, some things he'll show you in part, but he will show you things to come. Hebrews chapter 4, verse, verse 12. I hope you're writing the scriptures down. If not, just put me on pause, write it down, rewind me, fast forward me, whatever you got to do. Hebrews 4, verse 12. It says, for the word of God is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So it says the Word of God, the Bible, the Bible that's in your lap, the, uh, the Bible that's on your tablet, the Bible that's on your cell phone. He says the Word of God is living and active, so the scriptures aren't dead. So this show is called Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. The Scriptures have life in them. You can read one verse of Scripture and it'll feel like your life and your heart has been renewed. A 
according to Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living and active, sharper, is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit. So the God's word will pierce through your soul, your mind, will, and your emotions, and pierce through your spirit. Of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. God knows our very thoughts. He knows our heart. And I don't know if this ever happened to you, but it happens to me a lot. That you can get in the word of God and it's like it's speaking, speaking directly to you about your situation. And you wasn't even actually looking for it. You were just kind of reading casually through the scriptures. And it's like it jumped off the page and spoke straight, straight to you. That's God speaking to you. God speaks to us through his word. So if you want to know what God is saying, open up, open up the Bible and read it. Okay, of course you got to rightly divide the scripture. But every day, every daily Bible reading is God speaking to you. It's God's love letter to you. It's letting you know what God has done, what he's doing right now, what he's going to do in the future. That's the word of God. Okay. Now, outside the word of God, as we was explaining last week, God can speak straight, straight to your spirit. And remember what we covered last week. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live inside of a physical body. Your soul is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your spirit is the real you. So that's the part that's made in, in the image of God. So in Genesis where it says that uh, I'm going to create man in my image after my likeness. He's talking about your spirit. When he says give them dominion over the fish of the sea or the fowl of the air. Yeah, he's talking about your spirit. Your spirit has power. Okay. If you meditate on God's word, so you read through God's word, you're thinking on it, you're meditating on it, and you put God's word in your mouth and begin to speak it, it comes out in power. You're taking the scriptures off the page, putting it in your mouth and declaring what the scriptures say. That's power. You see what I'm saying? Dominion is in your spirit. Notice it says, out of the heart flows the issues of life. Your heart is your spirit. It's not talking about the blood pump. It's talking about your spirit. Out of the heart, the heart flows the issues of life. That's why it says guard your heart. So we have to keep our spirit guarded. We can't allow any and everything to enter into it. And if there's something that has entered into your spirit, whether it may have been through things that you've watched or things you've heard or conversations that you've carried, then you need to get into the word of God and allow God's word to clean you up. Let's go look at that. Let's look at, I believe, I believe it's in Ephesians chapter five. Let's go there. I'm going to see Ephesians chapter five. Let me scroll on down here. Let me see. Let me see. Yep. Okay. Ephesians chapter 5, look at verse 26. Ephesians 5, verse 26. It says that he might sanctify and cleanse it. Well, let's start at verse 25. It says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. What word? God's word. So just like your body when you clean your physical body you need water i hope you use water water and soap to clean your body he's saying 
is equivalent to the to your spirit. Look at the word of God as water. Water cleanses. So every time you get into that Bible, you read the word of God, it's cleaning you up. That should be one of the reasons why you should read it, not only to draw closer to God, but that it's purifying your mind, it's purifying your heart. God's word does that. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. It will set you apart. You'll start thinking so so beyond this world that it'll shock you. You won't be thinking on the level of how the world thinks. You'll begin to think on a higher level. You'll begin to think how God thinks in his word. You'll begin to take on the mind of Christ. So when situations come up, you'll begin to look at it through a biblical standpoint. You say you'll begin to think like, you know what, how would how does the Lord feel about this? You know, those little bracelets that back in the day we used to wear that said WWJD, what would Jesus do? Yeah, that's the word of God. Like, you know, what would God do in this situation? And it will help you and keep you from making dumb decisions. I've, I've made dumb decisions. Everybody's made dumb decisions, you know, because we didn't adhere to what God was saying. So the word of God clean, cleanses and will clean your spirit. Let's look at another one. John chapter six, verse 63. It says it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and our life. So God's word is life. There is no death in it. Life is in his word. Not only is life is in his word, life are in your words. So the words that you speak, if you're slandering someone or talking negative about a person or you have a child and you're constantly talking negative and talking down to them, he said, the words that I speak are spirit in our life. Now, he created us in his image, right? And in his likeness. So if his words are spirit, your words are spirit. We want to take in his words so that we can declare what he says. But if you don't take on his word and declare what he says, and you start declaring what you want to say, you're still, your words are still spirit. So if you speak to a young child and tell them that they're not going to be anything, that they're going to be just like this, just like that, they will begin to, as they grow up, they will begin to take on the very image of the words that you spoke because words aren't, aren't just noise. They aren't just sound. They're spirit. So we have to be careful of the words that we speak. Let's look at... Let's look at... Um, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. It says, therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. Pay attention to what God is speaking to us, lest we drift away from it. It can happen to all of us. You know, if you start taking heed to what your friends are saying, if, if what your friends are saying is not lining up with the word, and you totally ignore what God says about it, you'll drift away from it. And then you'll begin to conform more into the image of what your friends say than into the image of what God says. So we want to keep God number one. Prayer should not be 
the last resort. During this election, I've heard a lot of people say once Donald Trump got elected, oh, well, I guess, well, you know, we got to pray. Well, if Hillary would have gotten into office, you were still going to have to pray. So I want and what God wants is our focus to be off of people, our trust to get off of people and on to God and God only. All right. We'll take a quick break. You listen to Macchiato's music in the scripture. Here's music by Kim Burrell. Enjoy. I come to you other things to say instead of giving thanks for what God has already done we're asking for more but with a grateful heart we ought to pray Lord let your will be done and if you never give me another thing I'll just thank you for forgiving me Lifting them up, yeah Always coming to you more than I give Oh Lord, will you give me another chance Oh my Always with my hands out Instead of giving up myself enough to say Lord, I know that I'm in your that will, I want to be in your will Realizing as ungraceful as I've been Forgiving you has removed all sin And I vow right now To never be the same
was Kim Burrell with I Come To You More Than I Give. Today's podcast is sponsored by the book Single Don't Mean Sorrow, which was written by the lovely, the beautiful, the talented, the anointed, and Billingsley, which is my wife. This book will encourage and empower single women and single parents to find their purpose and prosper while in your singlehood. Now this book is very, very powerful. No, I'm not just promoting this book just because it's my wife. (laughs) Promoting this book because it's needed. There's not many books that have been written for single women with the intentions of empowerment and showing you how to live a single life successfully through God. Now, there's been a lot of other self-help books, and we thank God for those, but this book has her personal testimony in it, the things that God has brought her through, and she's showing you how to not go through some of the same, take some of the same steps that she took, and she's going to empower you in this book. To find this book, you go on Etsy.com, that's Etsy, E-T-S-Y.com. Now, she wrote this book before she got married, so it's under her maiden name, Ann Norman, N-O-R-M-A-N. So, Single Don't Mean Sorrow, go on Etsy.com, support it, get it, and any single woman you know, or if you're a single woman yourself listening to this, the book is very, very powerful, and I think you'll be blessed by it. Amen? So, hearing the voice of God, back to that. Won't have much time left. Time is running short. But that's all right. So lastly, what I want to leave you with is um, we'll look at one more scripture. Romans 8, 
chapter 14, it says, For all who are led by God, for all who are led by the Spirit of God, are the sons of God. Now, God wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. The whole purpose of this lesson today, tonight, and whenever you're listening to, the, to this podcast, is to help you to hear God's voice. To place your trust in him. You can't hear his voice and you got your trust placed. You got your hope, your trust and everything placed in other things. Okay. You want to put all your eggs in God's basket. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God is not going to do any of us wrong. He hasn't failed any of us. I don't, I don't even say he hasn't failed us yet. Yet puts a possibility that he will. So yet is out. He hasn't failed any of us and never will. According to the word of God. So I want us to be, I want us to just be focused on the things that God is doing. Because the Bible says that there is nothing new under the sun. So whatever is going on now, it has, it's happened back in the day. It's new to us, but it hasn't been, it's not new. Ain't nothing in this world. Now things are going to intensify. You know, things on a greater level because, you know, we have more technology and all that stuff, but ain't nothing new. You can talk to your parents, you can talk to your grandparents, their parents, and they'll tell you, hey, we went through this back in the day. Ain't nothing new. So all I'm going to let you know is that you're going to do more than just survive. God hasn't called us just to survive. We're going to do way more than that. We're going to thrive. God is going to raise you up to do great things in this earth. And you need to believe that. He hasn't called any of us to be mediocre. Whatever he's called you to do, do it and do it to the best of your ability. God is going to help you. You're going to do great things. This country is going to be good. We're going to go through things. Pray. Okay? Pray, pray, pray. I can't say that enough. Pray, don't slander, just pray. I love you all. But any, if you want to do any advertising, I'm doing all, I'm doing all free advertising. If you like to advertise anything, please email me at mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. You can check out the Facebook page at MMS Podcast. You can check me out on Instagram at mbills314. I'm on everything. Any letters, whatever, questions, comments, future topics or lessons you want me to discuss, email it to me and uh, I'm going to pray about it and and we'll get it on. All right. I love y'all. God bless you. Remember Romans chapter three, verse four. Let God be true and every man be a liar. I'll talk to y'all next Sunday. Be blessed.